And John's in Happy Valley. Yeah. God, I love that song. What is it? Are you ready for the sunshine? I like when he goes, and the apple trees. And the, and the birds and bees. That's from uh, Meatballs with Bill Murray. It's like the the opening credits, the theme song. Oh, my God. I thought it was from, like, you know, like Sesame Street or something like that. It, it sounds like it was from, uh, yeah, Sesame Street. You're like, ah. yeah. Yeah. It like looks like Raffi came singing. to town. Yeah. <laughs> I can just picture like a whole bunch of little, you know, slightly inner city kids with Big Bird and Snuffleupagus singing right. that song. Just slightly inner city. Like they still really appreciate the day out in the summer, but <laughs> not enough to where like they can't like know certain things. <laughs> right. Like they're kind of like the Cosby's. Like, you know, they, they were well off, but they still kind of lived in the hood. They still... <laughs> I remember in, what's that? The Huxtables. <clears throat> yeah, the Cosby Pods, and don't drink those. Ooh. I remember in tenth grade we were watching this video, and it was weird. It was biology class, and maybe it was homeroom. CB West, and they put on a video of uh, inner city kids, and it was some school program that helps them. Yeah. For whatever, and it was all these like <clears throat> you know poor demographic kids. <laughs> My buddy goes. Hey, look, it's the future trash of America. And the teacher started to cry. And he's like, get out. Just get out. And I was like, it is insensitive, but you got to be honest. Nobody here in this classroom is going down there to help those kids anytime soon. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, you're teaching at CB West. We're watching it so we keep our future children, like, out of there. Right. Yeah, you're you're showing it at your comfy classroom in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. You're not on 32nd Market in West Philly, like, helping these kids. You know, you're you're with me. You're wearing a, a brighter colored sweater than I am, so let's not let's yeah. not judge. It's like let's um, let's here's what here's what to avoid. Let's not let let's realize how much better we really have it. Right, I think that was the message too. Yeah. Did oh, you watch like the debates the last night? Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? I, I did not. I, I just I love that song. I think it's funny, and I think it. Uh, I think we should keep it. Um, It's funny because they say innocent things like butterflies and fireflies and a whole lot of fooling around, implying oh. that like there's some fooling going on. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's not Sesame Street. It's a Bill Murray movie. Sexual. Sexual um, chocolate. You know what? Before we get into this GOP debate uh, part two or whatever the heck it's called. Um, Circus. When you get these ads that pop up. You know, like I'm on, I guess it's Esquire.com with the 75 movies every man should see. Um, and, uh, you know, a Ford uh, F-150 ad pops up. And it is really hard to find that X button. You know, the, the little tiny, hidden, almost invisible X that allows you to, like, you know, get out of the pic- the, the ad. Yeah. And then they make it I get hard. out of that one, and there's another one with an even smaller X. It's almost like they put it they, – they have the word expand to learn more. And it's actually the X in expand. I just – you have to, like, catch it. It's off-white, <laughs> but the rest of the thing is white. You know what I mean? Right. 
It, there's a there's a there's a D button for delete, but it actually needs download a thousand copies of the sad to your computer, and you're like, all right, yeah. we're here for hours. Yeah. It's a two hour thing. Those the are the worst too. There's some websites that I really like, like therichest.com. Have you ever been to the richest? No. It's this really cool site. It's like Maxim, but not as like the sexual. Yeah, it's called the richest, and they just have like cool articles, like. 10 hottest, you know, rappers in the world. 20 rappers who almost died. Like, 8 is hottest cars. But then they do, like, creepy things. Like, 8 people that disappeared without a trace. But it's, like, addicting. But they set up their site, so every time you... They're all, like, countdowns. It's like a BuzzFeed for, like, thinking people. Whenever you... Right. Uh, it's funny why I'm on it, because I don't think... Um, <laughs> when you click on the next slide, they give you a whole nother web page. So you're seeing the articles, but... Because of each web page, because it's a new web page, they can sell like ad space. So a lot of these sites, the clickbait are for ads. So it's funny you mentioned the ads because that's like kind of where all these sites are going. It's like they have to make their yeah. money off ads. It's like back in the early days of the internet when those pop-up ads would happen. Ugh. It's almost like the same thing, you know. Except these ones are legit. You know, they're not like hacker related, but they really do just send you down a wormhole. Like here it is on this the richest. 12 of the craziest things revealed by celeb employees. So there's something about Beyonce, but it's not written in like a headline. So I'm just going to skim past it. So number 12 here is Adele's need for cigs and wine. So apparently, you know, she must have the best quality red wine yeah. and Marlboro lights smoke. Sounds um, like a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> then it goes... <laughs> Then it goes number 11, Justin Bieber's need for candy and small shirts. And I know if I click on it, I'm screwed. Right. You're done. You know what I mean? Like if I click to go see what Bieber's, you know, the, you know, like the paragraph describing why he needs candy and small shirts. First, I'm going to have to go through a whole bunch of invisible X's to get away from the ads. Yeah. We're going to be saying on the show, well, I think we lost John, everybody. He had to reboot his computer because it crashed. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's funny. Yeah, because the uh, some of those sites, too, like, um, they'll put thumbnails at the bottom of, you know, interesting stories, but they're actually going to other sites. So they kind of take you, they kind of fool you. They'll be like, you know, this guy thought he was going into the woods, but what he went into was a dragon lair. And then you click on it, and it's like a completely new site. And then you're like, ah, oh, what is this site? You know, yeah, there's like... like it, it, it's almost like on a smaller scale when they when they had that I forget who it was Entertainment Weekly or uh, you know about Fifty Cent that article about how he went bankrupt or he you know declared bankruptcy but oh yeah it wasn't it wasn't Fifty Cent declaring bankruptcy it was you know a lot more complicated and it's something that like millionaires do right so it was like a fake headline so they do that they'll be like. You know, here, I'll just I'll just scroll down because I know there's going to be an example. Here we go. Uh, eight movie stars we lost far too soon. So I'll click on that, and then you know you don't get to that article until you X out of a million Ford F one fifty ads. Yeah. Fifty cent starving, and then you click on it, starving for more money because he's pretty yeah. rich still. Right. Starving for something to do because he has enough money where he doesn't have to do anything. Eminem is looking a bit different these days. Well, yeah, that's what happens with age. Yeah, it's called the process. Yeah. I love when they have YouTube ads. Like, I click on a YouTube video to watch, like, a 10-second video of, like, cat falls off of chair. 
And I have to watch like a two minute Chrysler ad, and I'm like, all right. You're like, no, I'm not watching it now. Nope, not doing it. It's not worth it. It's like in the newspaper when they go, this story continued on page seven. You're like, no. No, I'm not doing that. I can guess how it ends. (laughs) That's what I do. ADD is so bad. I'm like, well, I'm going to guess the guy lived. Yeah. (laughs) He's alive. Oh, no, he died. Oh. Oh, that was wrong. Hey. Marmaduke has a Marmaduke has a new comic strip. Yeah, well, it's the new Family Circus. Oh, Family Circus. Was Family Circus the uh, the dad that supported like the whole family? Which one was um, Family Circus? Family yeah. Circus. It was almost like as if Dennis the Menace had like brothers and sisters, and he wasn't really like much of a menace. You know, it was like it was just like oh, a yeah. normal white family. Some of those were pretty bad. Yeah, they're, they're like, it's usually like one sentence and a picture. It's not like a strip. It's got to be crazy doing that every single day. It sucks. Do you remember when um, reading the Sunday Funnies and... Uh, funny pages. Our... What's that? The funny pages. There's this, <laughs> The funny pages. This guy in Lost always says, all right, I'll see you in the funny pages. Yeah, the funny pages. I used to read the funny pages... Um, like in middle school a lot, like a, it was like a routine, like on Sunday, uh, my dad always got like the Philadelphia Inquirer and there was like yep. eight pages of comics and it was cool because it was like the mid nineties and a lot of the authors or the writers or whatever would put their email addresses on it because it was like a new thing and they were like oh, no. trying to reach out. So I remember like, wow, what is this? What is this at? And then we got the internet. I like tried to email them. Like, I really yeah. love today's episode of Hater the Horrible. Did you really? Yeah, I don't think I ever got anything back. Right, and I had to check it. But it was <laughs> like, uh, I would try to email and be like, I, what, "What's Hager going to do next?" <laughs> you guys for spoilers. I thought it was so cool that you could communicate with like an artist that's anyone. Yeah, right there in front of you, and then you could just. You mean I could just send some, send him something? That's kind of what I do. Uh, oh, gosh. Agnew and I fell victim to not taking that as seriously in, like, seventh grade. Uh, you know, emailing just anyone and saying just anything. <laughs> yeah, that's... You're going to die. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it, was, what? it was bad. What? I, I don't even know if I could tell that story on the air. Uh, oh, my Agnew gosh. Lose his mind. But... Uh, All right. I, that's why I like going on the podcast's Twitter page. Because I, I can say... I can kind of, it's not that I can say anything to anyone, but it just feels like it means more if I say it represented by the podcastle instead yeah. of just me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it has more validity. Like if, if you post from the podcastle, it's like carry some weight. If you post from yeah. me, they're just like, screw you, Clark. Yeah. Right. It's like, I don't Thanks, care mom. Who you are. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, this is like a podcastle and, you know. Even if it is offensive or rude, it, you know, they're just entertainment. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There's kind of like a, an icebreaker in no matter what you say. Yeah, it, it kind of switches it up a little bit because yeah. it holds more like it, the message is more, I feel yeah. like. Let me ask you this. I'm guilty of this, and I think I'll get in trouble for this someday unless I can curb it. But... Obviously, today is an age where everyone's very sensitive. I mean, you could say, like, you know, that wall is dark. And they'd be like, oh, he's a racist. Um, 
but I still look at Facebook and Twitter as like it's a website and I'm just going to post whatever I want because it's the internet. It's not me in real life. But you know, somebody could misinterpret that and be like uh you know, Clark's insensitive. Like I could say something like, "Oh, these meth heads are can we get rid of them? They're all over the place." You know, but obviously in real life I'm not going to want to hurt anybody or, you know, say anything so, negative, but I guess my point is people uh they tend to um take everything like very seriously and I, I'm kind of like it's, it's a website like if you if you want to talk to me about it like give me a call I'll be honest with yes. you but I don't I don't take it seriously it's a joke to me it's like a canvas like I'm just gonna write shit on it doesn't mean I'm gonna do it like a song or something you know no I, I completely agree and I didn't even think about that it's like the social media should just be a you know like an exaggerated like caricature of who you really are because if, when I see these yes. people getting arguments on Facebook threat and these, I mean, this nurse thing that's been going on. I mean, have you even caught wind of that? See, it's been in my face because I'm in the nursing Everywhere. Industry. Joy, Joy Bayer said, what's with the stethoscope? And people are going wild. All I wanted to do was say, who, first of all, who the fuck cares about the view? And who the hell has ever cared about Joy Behar? Like, how relevant has she ever been? I, I've only heard of Joy Behar when people are saying they hate Joy Behar. Like, I cannot honestly tell you I've ever seen The View or her in anything. The only reason The View makes news is because Barbara Walters is retiring, Rosie O'Donnell's coming back, uh, the Hasselback chick says something, you know, super right-wing, uh, you know, Whoopi walks off the stage because someone offends her. Or Joy Behar insults a nurse. Joy Behar's a comedian. She was probably just trying to crowbar in some lame joke. And let me tell you, there would have been no reaction if that nurse looked like, unlike she looks. Right. Like, she was pretty attractive. Yeah. If it was just some regular, you know. Nurse. Nurse, like no one would have cared. Was it? I don't get it. Was it a fashion show? It was like a. From what I read, it was some kind of like beauty pageant, yeah. And I guess she came out like that. People just went wild. And the thing with a lot of those controversies is, if you, it's like a fire. The more oxygen you give it, the the bigger it's gonna get. So right. if you just ignore it, it's like it'll go away. But it's like no. Well, now that you made it a big deal, now you gave them more popularity and ad dollars and you're actually helping them like exactly do you really think they care that they said first of all joy behar's stupid but uh, you're gonna be offended because she said what's with the doctor's stethoscope i mean there's kids dying in the street like a mile from where that show's filmed like let's yes. put things in perspective here there was so much energy from nurses the, the backlash that they took offense to all these things, I'm like, you realize that you're just the kid getting bullied, crying. Yeah, you're you know, perpetuating you're giving, this cycle. You're giving the bully what it wants, and, and, it, and it makes Joy Behar probably Googled more and trend on Twitter more, you know, than she's ever been in her career. Right. And you're, you're igniting these, uh, her fans, you know, they're like, yeah, Joy, you know, you're just kind of recruiting more we're talking about her so it's just like trump it's like any kind of attention oh. helps yeah it, it it just attention that feeds it 
Like, John, would you be offended if somebody said, uh, John wears a lot of baseball caps. If somebody said, uh, John was wearing a, let's say John was wearing a 76ers cap, which I hope you have one, by the way. I do. Heather got me one uh, for, like, my birthday. (laughs) John, do you have a hat of a game I created when I was three that I only played once in my bedroom? It was called uh, Jingle Wars. Actually, Matt, I do. John's got every hat. Right. No, but if somebody said like, if you came out with a Sixers hat, somebody's like, "What? What's with the what's with the cap? He, he's not on the Sixers or something stupid like that." Well, like, or what's with the basketball players don't wear baseball yeah, hats. It's not. A, it's it's a baseball cap, not not basketball cap. I mean, it's like something trivial. Maybe that's a bad example, but something trivial like no, that. No, but where that's, you're like, that's get over like, it. My my point. If if a good friend of mine said. John, why are you wearing a Twins hat? You know, I would feel obligated to say, well, look, you know, I like baseball and, you know, the Phillies suck. So it's not like I'm going to be wearing a Phillies hat all the time and feel really proud. And I actually just want to collect all the hats. And I like the Twins hat because, you know, yeah. they're not the Yankees. I would feel obligated to give them an explanation. Sure. But when someone like Joy Behar asks me why I'm wearing a Twins hat, I'm simply going to move to the next update on my news feed. Right. Yeah. But it's like, I don't why care. do you care? Why are you wearing a purple shirt? Did you fuck Grimace? Yeah. You know, like, come on. But it's like, You're nuts. think about who is saying this, these things. Like, why is she important to you? She's, she, you, you probably, I'm, I'm guessing, and this has to be accurate, no more than 50% of those nurses even knew who Joy Behar was. Right, it opened their eyes to her. And they're like, oh, cool, a new person to hate. Gang up on and to say oh, I'm a nurse. It's like short man syndrome. No, I'm a nurse. I have a stethoscope. It's Napoleon like, Dick. It's like you know, are you a king if you t- if you have to tell people you're a king? Like yo, nurses, you know you use stethoscopes. Nurses. You know you save lives. You don't need to freak out about it. That's the thing too, and it's not like exactly. You don't. You know what you do. You know it's important. You don't need to be validated because you're a hero every day anyway. Anyway, the, the truly yeah. are nurses are heroes, and. uh you know, for her to say that, I mean, Joy Behar in her defense, not that I'm defending her, I don't really give a shit, but yeah. she was talking about a show. I mean, she didn't go into a, a hospital and say, hey, nurse, what are you doing with that? You're an idiot. Okay, then you got a problem. It was it was a fashion show where she dressed up like a nurse. And, and again, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, you know, I love nurses. I mean, without nurses, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be eating. Um, so it's not like I have anything against nurses. I just don't understand the nurse's overreaction to a comment made by someone who really doesn't really matter in their lives, or at least shouldn't. Right. You know, it's it's just it's it's just a little bit of an overreaction. I feel like, um, and you're right. Joy Behar's a comedian. It is a live show, and sometimes when you kind of get wrapped in your own, you know, the the path you're going down to kind of either make a joke or just make a comment. Sometimes you don't say the perfect thing. It's really hard to go unscripted and not slip up every once in a while. Right. And that should be – that's a natural part of human language. I mean does anybody want to live their life where they have to completely watch everything they say? Yeah. I mean everyone slips up here and there. You know, I think people are very quick to jump on the bandwagon of he said something bad. I don't really know what he said, but you hate him, so he hates him. And you know what? (laughs) I hate him now. It's like come on. Right, yeah, like this doctor 
posted a picture and he had like 19 stethoscopes around his neck and he's like, ah, I, I got all my stethoscopes back because my nurses must have stolen them since they don't use them. What? I was like, ah. Get back to work. We, yeah, I know. Go massage them. Go check for testicular cancer in someone's balls. Yes. Please. Just talk, get oh. off Facebook. Get off Twitter. Go back to work. That's the thing, too, is uh, most people, myself included, are um, rather than actually do something about it uh, in certain cases, they just take to social media. It's like, well, you know what? Like, um, I'll give you an example. When you see people change their Facebook profile to uh, like a cartoon character, I did this a few weeks ago, change it to like an action figure. They say, I'm doing this to fight injustice amongst this you know Boy, that's yeah. great you change your picture go pick up a ladle and volunteer at a, a shelter you know yeah. donate some clothes like do something that actually matters like i'm just i don't know man i'm warped i'm just so fed no, up with uh, social media you need my, it but my, just... my brother my brother says the same thing he's like when people call me to, to tell me happy birthday he's like i really you know i respect those people because it takes seven seconds to yes. wish me happy birthday on Facebook, and it feels like you're just doing it so other people can see you do it. And you're reminded of it. Facebook pops it up. It's Ryan's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't, like, remember it because you saw the date, and you go, ooh, that's Ryan's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Sean said that recently. It was, his, oh, it was last year at some point, and everyone wished, <laughs> wished him a happy birthday, and he put out a post. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. It means so much to me that you actually did have the goodness of your heart, and it's not that Facebook reminded you to contact me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's always those few people, like, I'd say maybe five good friends will, like, text me or call on my birthday, and you're like, you know what, dude? Thank you. Like, yeah. you took time. You remember that. Like, same with me. I remember yourself included, like, uh, maybe, like, a good, good group of close friends, their birthday, and you're never going to forget that. But then yeah. <laughs> with the Facebook birthdays, people are wishing you happy birthday. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you were my friend. But in yeah. fact, I don't know who you are. It's like the guy <laughs> with the one last eye. Time, last time we spoke was my birthday last year. <laughs> who are you? I'm your dad. I wish oh. you happy birthday. Right. <laughs> so and that's funny. the great thing because you get bombarded by so many happy birthdays. You can't keep track of who didn't and who did wish you a happy birthday. So people Becomes can get a job. Away. People can go like a couple years. Yeah, I know. It's a job liking all those Facebook happy birthdays. Yeah. Like, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank like, you, like, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. I spent half my day responding to Facebook. <laughs> and I'll do it again tomorrow. You know what I like doing is going back to people's feeds and going back like four or five years oh. and liking something that they posted in a comp, like something very obscure. So you... when they get the notification, they're like, What? Yes, you, you, that'll randomly happen. It'll be like, Matt Clark likes this post from you in 2012. I'm like, yeah. what were we even talking about? Right. And, then I, and then I go and I find out that, like, you know, it's not completely random. Like, you, you did see something that you liked. I, I enjoyed it very much. Of course I liked it. I like when uh, I, I, always, I used to always like my own comments and statuses and people oh, yeah. go, why would you like your own, you know, you like your own comments? And I said, of course I like them. I wrote them. Like, why wouldn't I like them? You know, like kind of beating around. But I think Facebook caught wind to that because, oh, we got to talk about their dislike button in a second. But I think Facebook caught wind to that because they now do the, like, uh, memories, you know, 
two year ago on this day you shared memories and they like show you old posts. Yeah, that's um, it, time hop. There, yes, yeah, it's there, a time hop. Did, did Facebook buy that too? Because I mean, it's the same Probably. thing. Probably. Yeah. You know, it's like the same idea. Time hop is cool when you see like websites from '96. Oh, it's crazy! Oh, like yeah, Space like Jam. Dance. Space Jam, the movie, when it came out in like 95, it had a website and it's still active today and it's the same website it was like 20 years ago. It's bizarre. What? Space Jam. I bet Jordan's just paying for that. He doesn't even notice that money disappearing. Jordan. He just sued somebody recently. He did? Yeah, somebody used his image without a small like uh, Safeway out here in LA, but one of their chains in Chicago um used like their his likeness on something Without that they weren't authorized to and he sued him for ten million and he won. And nice. I thought, wow, it's kinda kinda tough. They used it for like one day and, and I didn't understand why he would do it, but then he said I would never use my likeness for under ten million, so I gotta set a precedent. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, if they're gonna get away with it, somebody else will. So Yeah, of course. And it you know, it is fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, Nerland's Noel for the Sixers who doesn't do any Nerdstrom! Nerdstrom Nelson! <laughs> so, you didn't watch any of the GOP? I did not. I just saw the, the clips this morning of Trump. That's all I looked for was who did Trump, whose feathers did Trump ruffle up? Well, yeah, that's, that, that, we were talking about this before we went on live. It's, it's, that's the report. It's not, this guy made a good point here. This guy sounded great. It's this woman stood up to Trump. Jeb tried to stand up to Trump. Meanwhile, Trump's just throwing one-liners out there, laughing half the time. He's still just doing the same thing he's doing, and more and more attention. That, that's all the headlines are. It's how everyone reacted to Trump. That's all anybody wants to hear about. Not once were they, at least the articles I read on like CNN or whatever, not once they're like, well, their position on this, talked about this. It was no. just... Their fight with Trump. No. <laughs> and that's what's even scarier. It's like, okay, Donald Trump is like the front runner based on I don't even know what, just random polls, I guess. Uh, and uh, the, the people that he's ahead of can't do anything to like move past him. They can't you know, submit some sort of plan that for once takes the spotlight away from Trump. I know. So are any of these people going to change anything or make anything so. better? I think it discredits them because the whole thing, it, it doesn't do them any justice, I'll put it that way, when the whole time they're talking about your reactions to Trump. I mean, a lot of these candidates, I'm sure, I hope, have some pretty good ideas and they want, you know, they're there for a reason. They want to you know, change things and whatever. And when all that's in the news feeds and the media is about Trump, you're like, well, I actually did go to college and was elected to Congress. Like I have some things I'd like to say, not, not what Donald Trump like said to me, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just want to know where anyone stands. And it's, it's crazy because all the headlines, all they really do is they, they pick one, one liner and they're like, Oh, this guy, he ended on a bad note with this line. And it's something where it's like at the end of their, you know, speech or whatever rant. And they say something that doesn't 
completely make sense or seems far-fetched. And therefore, it's, that's what their whole message was. You know, like, and Trump's this master yeah. one-liner, so he just, like, tiptoes. And even when he looks bad, it still helps him. Yeah. He, he could shit on the floor and they're like, Trump just rose by two points. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I'm kind of pissed I missed it, but it just seems like it just seemed like it was the same thing. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was the same thing. I don't think uh, I don't think they could do much more with that right now. I think they have to keep it focused on Trump reactions. I mean, that's what people that's what sells, you know, it's people want to right. see. Yeah, nobody cares about what, you know, new you know, plans they have for uh, when they get into the White right. House. Oh, so you said you had a you found a cure for cancer? Tell us about it. Well, actually, how <laughs> we're going to be talking about Trump. I'm going to bomb him. I'm going to take you all. Let me ask you this, John. The bomb the oil with a giant ball of cancer. I'm going to bomb the oil with uh, Tasmania. Trump doesn't make sense. You're just making sounds. <laughs> that woman. Who's that woman? Carly Fiorina. He's like, I didn't say she was ugly. I think she's beautiful. <laughs> she's hideous. And she's got a beautiful personality. See, that's inside what he needs to do. Inside and out. <laughs> uh, inside and out. That's what he needs to do is just stick to his guns. If you say something like, keep going with it, man. Don't say she's pretty. Say she's a horse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you know? he should have been like, what do you care what I think about the way you look? You know, like it's that's true. the point. Everyone is so wrapped up with, with everything he says. He's got them just he, – he's making them all look foolish. He's dancing around all of them. Yeah, he's tap dancing. He's doing the Charleston. Dance just. Let me ask you this. Football season kicked off regular season this past week. And uh, before we get into the Eagles' sad loss, which we don't have to talk about if you don't want, but... I hate football. I do... I do think it's funny. Um, I think announcers... Tell me if you agree with me or disagree. Announcers go way overboard with the statistics. Like, I I think stats are important as far as, like, most rushing yards of the season, number of touchdowns this season, passing percentage, all that stuff. But I've been I'm watching a lot of games. I think I watched like four games this past week, and nice. probably watched the I have the Chiefs DVR tonight. Um, but you get these stats that go: he scored a touchdown, which is the most touchdown scored by a running back in the month of September, in the first quarter. I'm like, is that a stat? Like, I you... will. Uh, yeah. First of all, who's the nerd that yeah. dug dug all that info? Up? Like, who cares? It's so irrelevant. Like, and here's the perfect example. Back in 2002 or one, two, two or one. Anyway, the Eagles played the Bucks in the NFC Championship game, and we Tough were game. favored big time. They played in Philly. Uh, the Bucks have never won a game ever in below 40 degree weather, and it was like 17 in Philly that day in January, and they beat us 23 to three. And I remember hearing I remember that, that stat. Tampa Bay has never won when it's above 40 degrees Fahrenheit. What does that have to do with anything? Because they're in Tampa, and it's 100 degrees every day. Not really. During football season, it's like 50s. Right. So they came in, and they kicked our ass. And I was like, these stats are so stupid. I can't stand, okay, home field, court, whatever, advantage. It does help, but it only helps when you win. Yeah, it only helps when you're good. Right. Well, jo- John is uh, John is going to fight this uh, 
two-year-old little boy in the playground, but it's on the little boy's playground. So John's probably going to take an ass whooping. It's like, no. I also think... They they say, like, uh, where the Seahawks play in Seattle. I can't remember the name of the stadium, but they're like, it's the loudest stadium because the way they built the structure, the volume of the crowd's voice bounces down onto the field. I'm like, yo... Where was this stadium the last 10 years where right. the Seahawks have sucked? There are more peanuts being chewed at halftime than any other place in the country. I've jerked off twice at this place. <laughs> <laughs> and they do that with movies, too. They say, if you ever read, uh, you know, like, reviews and things like that, they'll say uh, it was the highest grossing movie that was rated R in January. For, it's like after the yeah. third uh, yeah. After the third like criteria mark, it's not really a record. I could take anything and make it a record. I flushed the toilet twice today, John, which while wearing a white shirt in the month of September, on a Thursday, above 50 degrees is the most I've ever done that. Therefore, it's a re- it's like, Whoa, come on, man. That is a record. You better call Guinness. Yeah, yeah, I just I've called done, the NFL. I've done probably eh, between three to 400 podcasts from the state of Florida in the city of Delray Beach. No one has ever done that. Well, that, that's against Book of World Records. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That is a record, they, though. That's cool. They, they, they do that, and my friends that use it to argue, like I have this one friend who's a math freak, and he gets in these giant arguments with me about LeBron and how his stats just cripple Michaels and how he does so much more than score, and I go... He's been to the finals six times, and he's won two. Michael has been there six times, and he's won six. Right. That's no the comparison. only stat that matters. Yeah, yeah he, has, he has more rings on his finger. And if you look at Larry Bird's stats from when he was 30 years old, every single stat, basketball stat, he is better than LeBron. Oh, more yeah. Points, more rebounds, more assists, more steals, more blocks. And, again, more rings. Yep. It's like comparing Patrick Ewing with Shaq, like in their hot prime. They're both, like, great players. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but Shaq has, like, ten rings on his hand. <laughs> like, that's there all that like matters. A, there was, like, a five-year span where, like, no one could defend Shaq. Couldn't they just touch fouled him. him. They fouled him, like, every time. Even when he was considered, like, old... He was yeah. still, like, winning championships with the Lakers, you know? Yeah. The Heat. Remember, he got that last one with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this, the stats on TV, it's just, again, it's like Joy Behar. They're just looking to fill air. So they read these kind of interesting, but in that very moment, in that very game that they're calling, means nothing. Right. Totally irrelevant. Doesn't mean anything. And a lot of times the, their prediction is wrong. Like on uh, Monday's game, the Eagles and the Falcons, they said, well, in, uh, I don't know, 30, 45, I don't know what the number was, 45 uh, Monday Night Footballs, the highest percentage scoring team was the Seattle Seahawks, and the lowest was the Atlanta Falcons. So they're um, probably going to lose tonight, and they won. And you're like, just stop with the stats. Yeah, see, those kind of stats, when they go, um, you know, the sin, uh, the the Golden State Warriors, uh, you know, have averaged 13 three-pointers in every game of the playoffs in that first game against the Cavs. In that game, 
three three-pointers. Right. It's like, well, then they're due to do the opposite of what they've been doing for such a long time. Right. Now the pressure's on, and you just foiled all their plans, and no one's going to Disneyland. So good job. I like stats in the – not that crazy, but I always like stats during the Super Bowl because I feel like when you watch a Super Bowl, you're watching a part of history. And I've always remembered growing up, they've always said – I don't know if this is – I think it might have been broken, but they always said no one has ever scored a punt return touchdown in a Super Bowl. And I remember every year growing up, I think they might have done it in the past three years. i got to look that up. But uh, I know there's been a few kickoff returns, but I don't know about yeah. punt return. Punt return, I remember growing up, it was never done, and I would always be like, this is the year. You know, oh. and it's like... Uh, but my point is, like, with the stats in the Super Bowl, it's like it is the highest second half. I always thought those were kind of cool because I always feel like you're watching a part of history and, you know, yeah. it's like the biggest game in the world. Yeah, I remember, like, Drew Brees went, like, 22 for 24 in the second half against the Colts. I was tore like, that is crazy. He threw tore. two incomplete passes in the whole second half. He tore it up, man. That was like, what, 2009, 2010 or something? Yeah, yeah. Nine or I remember they were down in Miami, and it was crazy. How old? Down here. my The whole, from Fort Lauderdale all the way down to South Beach, it was just madness. <laughs> Saints and Colts fans everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> that was the loneliest Super Bowl of my life when the Colts played uh played uh the Saints or the Saints. Because oh, I was in Napa with my dad like that weekend or that that later on that week, and then I flew just back the, the day of the Super Bowl, like just to, back to L.A. from San Francisco, and I went back. I lived in a house with like a bunch of dudes, and they were all at Super Bowl parties, and I didn't like think this through and like text people, and. I got back and it was just me in the house and I was like, this is awesome. I watched the Super Bowl. I'm like, this sucks. It's the loneliest Super Bowl. I eventually called (laughs) my friend Bryce and I was like, can you come? I got, I I got back. Like by the time I got in the house, it was already the second quarter. So no one's leaving or anything. But I thought that all my roommates would have people over because we had like a big TV and it was like a house. Like I figured, you know, yeah, people are going to be there. Nobody there. And, uh, and they were all at parties that you just couldn't go to? I, I I don't think it – I don't remember if I didn't know about it or I wasn't invited or what happened. Some, some of them – two of them were working I think. But I just came back and they were all like scattered and gone or left. And um, I think at that point I didn't really want to drive anywhere because I just came back from the airport. Yeah. And I was like, I just – like I'm tired but it was – uh sit. But I mean it was cool. And I called my friend Bryce and he's like, I'm at work but – I'll send my girlfriend over. I'm like, no, that's just weird. Did he really say that? Yeah. She's cool. She's a good she's a good friend of Jen's. And she called. She's like, do you want me to come over and watch? I'm like, no. Like, just, do you like the game? No, not really. All right, you know what? I'm, yeah, no. I'm just going to play with myself. Yeah, this is your naked. No Jen? Jen wasn't there? Um, No, no. This was before we like lived together. and uh, Before you were Frenching? Before we were Frenching behind the dumpster. <laughs> Behind the, the trailer at St. Jude. Nikki Russo. The trailer. John, you remember the trailer at St. Jude and it had like a cage in the front of it? What the hell it was that? There was a oh, trailer. Yeah, that's right. It had a but, cage because I, that, there was like a there was like a hitch. You know, yeah, there was like a hitch and like a tank or something in there for like the yeah. power. Like it was just so random. Time. Yeah, and they put that fence around it, so I guess we wouldn't climb on it and get, like, tetanus. 
And all people did was climb on it and get tetanus. Lice. <laughs> Do you remember playing baseball at St. Jude with the wiffle ball? Well, yeah, that was th- that trailer was set up perfectly because if you hit it over it, it was a home run. It was basically like a, a left field wall. So if you could hit it over that, that was a home run. Yeah. Man, it's the only purpose it served. You go in there, it's just like a dead cat. It's <laughs> a zombie. Did you ever go in that trailer? Dead cat. It sucked. Yeah, I, I went in there for like guidance counselor bullshit. Like, yeah. John, you don't pay attention and you talk too much. It's <laughs> the only reason I ever went there. That's why I went there too. They were like, his parents are getting divorced. We don't know how to handle them. He's wild. Yeah. And I went there, and I remember the – I don't know why I remember this, but it was this lady, and she was really nice, but she her breath smelled like pure coffee. Like it, all oh. she did was drink coffee. Oh, my god. The worst teachers with that – like they just hit a bong of fish <laughs> with coffee water in it and then breathe, and then had a cigarette afterwards and then got real close to you to <laughs> talk about your feelings. <laughs> Because they didn't you know, let him in the school. Notice they were always in the trailer. It was never like in a classroom. Like, oh, you want to get a job here? You get in the trailer, bitch. <laughs> but it was uh, my first day in there. I went to this counselor because, I don't know, I had ADD and they couldn't handle it. And uh, Because your parents were getting divorced? Is that what they told you? Yeah, they were getting divorced. And uh, there was a few other kids in the school. There's maybe like three other kids whose parents were getting there and they were for counseling. And I never wanted to talk about that. I was like, I'm nine well, years you're, old. You're, yeah, I was gonna say you're ten. Yeah, I was. I was, I was nine or ten. I was like, process it. Yeah, this is sad. Like my dad's not gonna live with my mom. You know, like I don't want to talk to a stranger about this. Yeah. So they sent me there, and I'm like, I guess I, I'm sure my mom said like, you know, send him there. He could use right. it. I, I doubt they just like scoop me up, but because I never told anyone, so it had to be her. So I went there and. Uh, they were like, Mr. Clark, and I was like, <laughs> I played dumb, and I almost pulled it off. I was like, what, what is this room? No. And this is for the counts of divorce. What? There's a mistake. My parents are not getting divorced. My dad's at home with my mom right now. My dad was like living in Florida. I'm like, <laughs> we just went to Clemens together. And uh, No way. Did you really? Yeah, and, then, and they're like, well, there must to, be like, a mistake. Dumb. I played – They, I played dumb, and they, I guess, believed me for like a minute, and then it was verified when they made a call. No way. So they were like, oh, well, we thought your parents were getting divorced. This is wonderful. Uh, let us just call to confirm. Let's, just, let's confirm. They come back, uh, Matthew, um, we're sorry. Uh, you're wrong. You're uh, wrong. You're wrong. Okay. But I have to sit in here and talk to you about what? Get me another cup of coffee. Something I can barely understand. <laughs> Ten. Take your pants off. What? <laughs> You know, another thing fucked up about that school was I was a late – what's that? Show me a penis. Show me a penis. <laughs> okay. This is – this helps. This is counseling. Cool. I like counseling. I need another cup of coffee with cigarettes. You were late what? I was late to uh, believe that – you know when you go to Disneyland and there's characters there? I was late to believe that they were people in costumes up until like first grade. I thought they were real because I went to Florida a lot with my dad and my my parents as a kid. And I really loved Disney. I still love Disney, but I really – I believe they were like – that was really goofy. And I was in first grade. I think I did too. Yeah. I mean that's kind of a young age. I mean you're like eight. Like and you know we have a great imagination, so we were basically – our brains were like convincing us that it was real because we wanted it to be real. I think eight might even still be okay. I think like eight might be the last year you can accept yeah. that. 
But anyway, they had some – there was some collage with people putting pictures up. And I had one of me with like Minnie Mouse or something. And the teacher said – I think it was Mrs. Cullen or somebody – said uh, – yeah. She said to the class like, oh, isn't that cute? Do you guys remember when you thought they were real and they weren't just people? And I was like, what? And I was really – I think I was really good at bullshitting teachers. So I was kind of like, yeah, I guess so. But I wanted to like cry so bad. Yes. I was like, oh, like looking back, that was fucked up. And let me tell you one more thing that's fucked up if I can Inside. rant for a second. My parents got divorced, whatever, in second grade. That was like a whole issue with the school. And as you know, you and I were like problem second children. Grade. Well, they, they were separated. I think the divorce came in like third, fourth grade. Right. And yeah, you and I were problem, problem children. You know, we were yeah. we were like problem child with, uh, you know, that kid, John Ritter. And uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, I was acting up a lot. And not acting up like, you know, setting things on fire. Like just being loud and they can't handle it. Yeah. So we, the, just, we were just funny and we enjoyed it. We were funny. We were trying people to do laughed. it. We made people laugh and we liked doing it. So It's like they, every kid in America work. today. That's like the norm, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, so they're they're they took us. me <laughs> take some Take some pills. Yeah, but they took me outside, the nun, and she made me, like, run. And I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll run. It was freezing. And I was like, I guess I'll run. And she goes, now what are you feeling? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of tired. And she's like, no, we're doing this to work out the issues. Run some more. And I ran some more, and I was, like, kind of out of breath. And, like, it was in the morning, and it was freezing. And I'm like, she's like, what are you feeling? And just to go back inside, I started to sputtering bullshit i was like well i feel like i need to work this out and i remember thinking yes. like why would the fuck would you do this to a kid like today no you could sense. probably file a lawsuit for doing that you oh know? yeah child endangerment yeah making kids run to talk about if there's a problem you either send them to a counselor you talk to the parents or there's disciplinary action if they're doing something wrong but don't make me run because you think it's going to, like, cure me? That – wait a second. Who did this? Maureen. Whoa. Because as much as Maureen, you know, had a target on us, the last two years that I was there, she still would crush me and was always looking to, you know, to catch me doing something, I guess, wrong. And But then she was, like, buddies with my mom. You know, they were, like – Friends, interesting. kind of. Yeah. And uh, what the, how do you that. feel? Well, I feel like I just ran at, at 9.30 in the morning in December in Pennsylvania. What do you right. mean, what do I what feel? What do you want me to I feel like I'm flying. How stupid, I feel like I might vomit. Right. How stupid are they? It was terrible. It's interesting you said about your mom being friends with there because I think, I don't think they're like bad people. I think they don't, they don't know how to handle... And that's their fault. You shouldn't be a principal if you're not equipped. You, they didn't know how to handle kids like you and I who were never bad kids. We were just like hyper and creative, you know? They weren't smart enough to like harness what we were good at. Right. They you couldn't know, they do didn't it. focus they, on anything positive. We didn't stay in the norm. We were probably kids like you – know, this might be a stretch, but reading stories of, of – I've read a lot of biographies of people. We had similar sure. childhood – classroom things like John Lennon and Bruce Springsteen and Billy yeah. Joel, people that were creative. Jim Morrison. 
Jim Morrison, and they didn't know how to handle that. And when you say they were friends with your mom, I get it because a few years later I went to the school. My brother was going there, and there was a new principal, and I was talking to her, and she was like the nicest thing in the world. And my brother was always like, she's terrible. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what are we going to do about Johnny's hair? It's getting long. And she's like, oh, I don't know, Matthew. I doubt there's anything I could do. And then my brother would be telling me these like horror stories about like they're chopping off his head. Like Uncle Buck. Okay, <laughs> you can enjoy nap time, Johnny. And wonder that your crazy, almost out of work bum principal will shave your head while you sleep. <laughs> See you in the car. Oh, See. <laughs> it's just like it. It's crazy uh, though. Um. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, you can do. A, we can do a whole thing on that, man. They made you run. Run. And like, it wasn't like it was a. Uh, what's that? Like I don't when I I love running just because of the way you feel afterwards. It's almost like a high, and you get like relaxed. Yeah, you get that runner's high. You sweat it all out. And, I mean, I don't get the runner's high while I'm running. I fucking hate running. But afterwards, you feel you really get high. Good. And yeah, and oh, yeah. Weed. Um, but when I run, I don't listen to music. I just think. I, it's almost like I force myself. It's like a meditate kind of pray you know, whatever you want to call it yeah um but it's good but when you're 10 you don't know what the fuck is right i was running you're remembering like the cartoon you saw last night that's like replaying in your brain along with like two songs another movie you saw a year ago yeah. and you know the last 10 sentences you heard that day that's what was going on in your head when you were running that's all that happened and just and a mishmash and is my chubby showing? <laughs> I, I guess at the time, it was supposed to be like, he's got so much energy, he needs to run, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, okay, what is he learning while he's running? Nothing. So how about you get him in that shit classroom of yours and teach him something that interests him that he can get better at with your help? Yeah. That's what, that's what a teacher Make it do. interesting shithead and you know what too you're scared to death when you're 10 years old i might have been like 11 and the principal of the school is alone with you outside telling you to run like it's not like you're hanging out yeah. with the gym coach and they're like hey you want to throw the ball around like, oh, right can you can i just go shoot some hoops by myself for an hour like i that actually make me feel better because i can think and i can you know take my time but no like running in front of you like a fucking monkey like come <laughs> on must have been so yes, Amasa. I'm a fool until we guess where we're going. Let me just do this. You want me to shine your shoes for you? You want me to smile? <laughs> you want me to stitch up that uh, loose sleeve on your whatever nun costume? Your tunic? Whatever the thing's called. Habit. You know what, dude? I, I don't know about you. Probably the same. But because of like our love of the the cross and the the respect of god like if they weren't nuns like i would probably grab like the nearest stick if it was just like some bitch out there and just like wail her and be like she tried to touch me it was just her and i like who are you gonna believe you know that but, would be the ultimate movie if you could just you know transfer your conscience consciousness back to 1992 and you know you're 30 you know your, your brain now controls your twelve-year-old self, yeah. I would, I would take them all out. Oh, none yeah. or no none. I, they're not God. They're some person that I don't know. I don't know their deal, but they deserve a smack in the face. Oh yeah, 
No, I agree with you there. If we had the the know how that we do now, like you know, oh. they'd be manipulated. There'd be like news fans showing up. Like it would be over. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, dude. That we would drown them. We wouldn't even need a lawyer. The judge would just throw them in prison. Yeah. They would just be. Oh. Well, he said it. He's a kid. Lifetime. Yeah. You're. You're. Yeah. I mean, especially now, man. Catholic Church. I mean, if you a kid brings anyone from the Catholic Church to court, they're pretty much they're done out the door. And because of all the the problems they've had in the past few years, and I always feel like it's okay. it's like cops or at teachers. There's always a few app, bad apples, but they ruin it for everybody. Right. So if you go to like a good priest or you know a priest like Gerlach or somebody there of authority that you could be like, look, this is happening. And you wouldn't have to lie about what they did. If you went there today's day and age, you'd be like, she makes me run alone. They, they would be fired. Like they don't need that kind of bullshit in the church anymore. You know? Oh, I know. Just go to like right to the bishop and be like, Hey, this is what happens. And I feel very scared. And I'm talking to you first before, you know, ABC and they, they would be yanked out of there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. What what good did we take from that other than just being able to make fun of them the rest of our life? I met John Hassinger and uh, took some funny stories. That's about I it. Mean, I mean, like... Sing! I mean, like, internally. Like, you know, did they mentally help you in any... I feel like the one thing I got from Catholic Church is... Or from Catholic school is uh, manners. You know, how, how not yes. to how not to be a dick when you're not supposed to be a dick. You know what I mean? You learn, right. you learn how to just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, it's true. You learn how to say please and thank you and like how to act a certain way. Yeah. And I didn't get, like I'm a Catholic as you're, you know, I go to church. I believe in God. I do the whole 90 yards. I didn't get that from Catholic school. I got that from my parents. Like that's was my dad and mom teaching me like praying works. And this is, you know, school gave me a little bit of education with that, but they didn't teach me to, to be like a, you know, a Christian or anything like that. In fact, I think more times than I was at church, I was like trying to blow my nose on my sneeve, sleeve at school than like to actually sing. Because I'm really like, sing, sing, play the flute. And I was like, oh, I, I need to like wipe my nose. What do anytime, I do? Anytime, Touching butts. Anytime Agnew and I were driving in a car and he was singing along to a song that like I didn't know and I wasn't singing – and there'd be, be like a break in the lyrics, he would smack me in the chest like Fogel used to and go, sing. 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 She would smack you in the chest. Sing. Sing. Like they wouldn't sing to you. Sing. 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 Delella. Sing. I can hum. Sing. Same effect. What if you can't sing too? Like 90% of the people anyway. What if you really can't sing or you're embarrassed to like, you yeah. know, what if your voice squeaks? Like you should never make anybody sing there's a lady i go to uh, go to it's a lady i go to in the back yeah I know. there's a lady at church i go to the trailer the coffee woman comes out and blows me no the uh I, this church i go to there's this lady and she's like and on all the on all the committees she's always on like the altar distributing the community and she's like one of those involved women that probably like she just right. has like she's involved in every facet and at the end of mass yeah. When she's walking back, I see her like encouraging people to sing, and she never does it to me because I just like stare right at her like a dick, yes. like don't talk to me. And I and I'm gonna say to her if she ever said to me like very politely like, look, you should never tell somebody to sing in church because one, they could be in the middle of prayer. Two, 
they could be going through some times in their life. And three, it's it's a place of worship. You shouldn't be telling anybody to, to do, do anything. anything. Yes. Like, just it's not the place for it. If I was taking singing lessons, you can yell at me all you want. But don't right. walk up to people in a in a house of worship and tell them what to do. Yeah, it's like they're there, okay? Yeah. They're there. I'm sorry if we're not all on Percocets or whatever. <laughs> Although we are. How are we doing it here, Cassidy? <laughs> yeah. Do you think – I mean why do people do that? Why do they want you to sing? Shut up. I hum. I hum every time. I provide the bass line. And if that's not enough, then <laughs> I'm sorry. I provide the bass line. That's the most important job. You keep the bottom end moving. Yeah, I'm like, like flea, man. I just keep it going. Yeah, dude, you just gotta keep it going. It's so funny. Scotty was making fun of the Chili Peppers again uh, the other night uh, on the Brilliant Show, much like you do. I, I like them. I don't think they suck. I just, I don't think they suck. Oh yeah, you're. You, I forgot. You think they're overrated? See, I I, I went a little extreme there. I think they're the best. I think they're better than the Beatles. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What was he doing? Oh, he was just making fun of them. He's just like. You know their lyrics. They don't. They're, they're, none of their lyrics are, are relatable. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like one of their most famous songs is about him overdosing on heroin and how heroin is his only friend. And I was like, I'm sure there's heroin addicts out there that can relate to that. Uh, but you know, I it's just funny. Under the huh? bridge, yeah, drew some blood. Yeah. Under yeah, the bridge. Does he does he make fun of it where he's like, well, I don't understand what the problem is with that. That's just, you know, like there was a song where a guy went, Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody started one way or another. Yeah. It's like, well, I wonder what this guy's going to do after this song. Like, <laughs> I think he's done. <laughs> the best is when you see, I think I was more in tune to this in the, in the 90s. But when a new song came out, you almost knew right away if that was a one-hit wonder or if they were going to stick around. Yes. Like, That's not so a surf's weird. popular. You're like, no. Yep. It's a novelty song. It's not like going this. anywhere. The song Sunscreen. You're like, I don't even care who sings this because they're not going to do anything better than this. This is just too good for the first try. Right. This is it. You can't match this. Remember that song? Uh, it was like... Sunscreen. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Uh, don't worry if you don't know what you're going to do when you're 20. Some of the most... Fascinating people I know don't know what they want to, don't know what they want to do, and they're forty. It was like a guy talking Sounds about great. like life lessons, like Sounds popular great. kind of. He's like, but remember, don't forget Where? about the sunscreen. Sunscreen. Then, then Chris Rock did like. A, if I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh. What, what, what did Chris Rock do? He does like a um, a parody, and it's there's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> and then he goes, if a girl hits on you, and she says she's 19, but she looks 16, she's probably 12. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, there's a lot more uh, in, in his version of it. It's really That's fun. so funny. He just kind of makes fun of. Sunscreen song. I don't know if I've ever heard that, man. I think I'm going to have to. That's amazing. Listen to it. Was yeah, I'm going to have to learn that. 2000, I think. No, no, no. In, in 99. And the really annoying thing is, and this is why Agnew and I have like a pretend feud with Chris Rock, because we wrote the parody first. Oh, uh, lawsuit. Yep. Just like, uh, what's that song by Macklemore? Thrift Shop? You guys wrote that first? Me and Scott wrote Thrift Store in 2005. Dude. Ripped off, man. Lawsuit. I just you know what you should do? The, uh, I don't have the resources. You should just record it anyway, like some shitty version, just put it online. That way at least there's like a published copy. So if it happens, you're like, yo, oh. did it five years ago. Yeah. Well, but, I, there, there is a recorded copy of the, the Thrift Store, but not of Agnew and I's sunscreen. Not it yet. was like... Watch wrestling. Use the wrestlers' catchphrases in school against your teachers. Because <laughs> that was back when, like, you know, The Rock was saying, Know your role and yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> Get your teachers. What was that, like, circa 2000, 2001? No, it was like 99. Okay. Yeah, right right at the cusp. Right at the turn. Right at the cusp of the cusp of the line of the okay. Complications. Uh, you grass, what okay? Grass, what okay? A bank account, ATM, you grass. Surely, the Y2K was surely. difficult to predict because surely we'll anticipate complications during the renovation of the millennium of the ATM machines. <laughs> you know, at uh, the New Year's Eve party I was at in 1999 to 2000, uh, we were at Ganner, Bill Ganner's house, actually. Uh, oh, good dude. R- right when the clock struck midnight Ganner shut off all his power like he hit his switchboard in his garage <laughs> brilliant people lost their minds that's so funny that's brilliant like, yes it doesn't come back on though and you guys are forced to like eat each other you're like no no, no I, I, I can just go home it's not a big deal no no I have to eat you I don't know which one to shoot why are you shooting anybody you know it's fun to do at parties um, you've probably done something like this. It has to be executed very carefully, though, precise. But you uh, you pick one person, and he's going to be like the guy that's not in on it, like a girl or whatever. And you have everybody at the same time. Somebody gives a signal, and at the same time, somebody has the music shut off, and everybody um, starts just lip, you know, talking, sync-talking sync their words. So oh, the yes. one person that doesn't know feels like they went deaf. And it usually works for like five seconds because – with a party, somebody's going to, like, hit a lamp or something. Sneeze. But yeah. people, they're like, what? <laughs> you're just mouthing words. You're not speaking. And, and the person for a split second is like, huh? But everybody is is not talking yeah. for, like, so it looks like the whole room just went quiet. And it's more of, like, they'll make us. Like using body language. And just right. Really quiet. Just talking. Like, not looking at that person. And then usually they, like, click their fingers or something. Like, oh, I can hear. You guys are assholes. Yeah. You can pull it off like very carefully. Have you done that before? We did it once at a my buddy Sean's house and it was it was a smaller crowd. It was there wasn't like thirty people. There was probably like was just a bunch of guys hanging out. It was a big sausage fest. And uh, so it was probably like eight of us, but we pulled it off very carefully. Oh, that's awesome. And then Claus went to the bathroom and you could hear this massive he was doing something massive in there. 
Oh. And Klaus is a big dude, and you could hear like stuff moving through the pipes. Like Janusz. Yes, that was great. <laughs> you can hear stuff moving through the pipes. And Sean was, Sean, my buddy Sean was like, the f- fucking claws, man. Oh, you can hear it. <laughs> That's funny. Sounds like he's stuffing dead bodies down the toilet. <laughs> There's a bra. <laughs> so it's a what, license plate. <laughs> it's Jaws. So, John, you're in, a, you're in Happy Valley this evening, aren't you? I am in, well, not exactly Happy Valley. This is uh, what we've been talking about on the Brilliant Show for the past couple of weeks because Scott and uh, my other old roommate, Mike, are coming in tomorrow night to, uh, you know, hang out the whole weekend because I'm up here by myself. So I basically, like, guilted them into coming, <laughs> into coming to driving four hours to State College. That's I awesome. am in a little town about 20 minutes outside State College called Milroy, Pennsylvania, population 1,200. Nice. You when you look up on the uh, the internet, their uh, top three restaurant establishments oh. are uh, Arby's. <laughs> the uh, first thing that came to mind. Subway and uh, the DQ, otherwise known as Dairy Queen. That's why wow. we do refer to those places as restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting high up there. Scott goes, he goes, guess what the top three restaurants are. And I go, Arby's, Applebee's, and something else. I was pretty close. I thought Arby's too. When you said restaurants, the first thing was Arby's. Yeah. Some roast beef. Yeah, oh, God. Not real. Uh, and, but the cool thing is right next door, literally right next door to this hotel, is a, a bar called Smitty's Bar and Grill. Ooh. And it's a really cool new sports bar where they have like you know a pool table and dartboard and a pretty cool bar and a bunch of tables and food and beer and they play the penn state games so nice. we may go tailgate on saturday and then you know get a cab back here and just watch the game at the bar it's right next door it's a great idea it's like an oasis out there yeah so i was checking out the the clientele or you know the uh the regulars that yeah. were shuffling in around uh six thirty seven o'clock and it was a bunch. It was Cougar Town. Nice. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, you got to remember where we are. We, I mean, you live in Los Angeles. I live in South Florida. You forget how pretty much disgusting everyone is in central Pennsylvania, in the cold weather states. Yeah, especially during cold weather. Oh, when it's yeah. like, your skin's chafing in my drink. It ain't skin. It's <laughs> leprosy. I hate my life. Your nose just fell off into my drink. <laughs> oh, can I have some? I, I hope you don't mind. I've been dipping my chips in your onion dip. That an onion dip. That's my arm. Oh, oh. It's so gross because the minute you get here, you need chapstick. The weather, the, the air is so dry and cold. Yeah, it's and tough. So, yeah. The, I don't know. It, it'll be really funny if the three of us roll in there Saturday after we probably will have been drinking all day. And it's still that same crowd. They're going to look at it's, – it's me, a Jew, and a black guy. <laughs> the punchline of the, – the setup of every joke. I know. A Jew, a white guy, and a black guy walk into a bar in Center County. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. That's funny, man. Sometimes those uh, those places are cool when you go back and you, you, you haven't been to one of those kind of joints in a while. 
And I you're know. like, oh, it's just cool to like kick back and like nobody's pretentious, like nobody cares. Yeah, and like, yeah, right. It's it's in the middle of nowhere. You know, people don't even they don't really like care what you're up to. Just kind of roll in there. It's like a dive, but it's like a new dive. You know? Yeah, like, like it's far. Like your friend from high school who never left, like manages it. <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> like you walk into this bar and. You can tell this bar wishes it was 20 years down the road and it was like a legit dive bar. You know, like oh, it to I got there. you. It's too new still. Are they trying to they're trying to be more like divey but still like classy? Well, it's just everything's new. But like it has that feel of like it'll become one of those kind of smaller, you know, the bar maybe has 20 seats at it, maybe. You know, yeah. it's not huge, but it's it's not a tiny bar, but it's you know, it, it has like a cozy feel to it. It's just so new that it doesn't, it doesn't have that, that cozy yet, that wear and tear. Yeah, it's not broken in yet completely. Exactly, it's still, that's what I'm saying. Or it's still kind of. Uh, you should do the sea bass bit there, and oh. then just start peeing on the floor and be like, "What? I'm breaking it in. How are we doing it here? Stay up, Milroy. Milroy. Milroy." <laughs> I know. We did so much research because it was, you know, because you have to book hotels in State College like years in advance during football season, especially when arrivals in town. So it's Rutgers because, you know, they're next door, I guess. I don't know. They invented they they were the first college football program, I think. Rutgers University. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know. So, uh, yeah, something like that. So they're in. So, you know, it's people from right next door. It's super crowded. So they had to book me you know, 20 minutes outside of State College in this little podunk middle of nowhere in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. Podunk. It's in Mifflin County. It is in Mifflin County. <laughs> podunk. Um, but it is actually beautiful out here right now. I forgot. It's like mid-September, you know? Some oh, leaves are yeah. on the That's the best time of year to be in the East Coast, man. I love... Yes. I love the Northeast of Pennsylvania in September and yeah. like right around Christmas time, like when it's crisp and like Ugh. you're getting drunk at the skyline for all you can drink day or whatever Have it is. Sigs outside. Oh, start start drink. drink. All you can drink day. <laughs> I'm sounding like be, uh, that should be the new idea. All you can drink day. Just make them have that. I think it'd be funny if you organized another uh, start drinking at noon day and. Like, I was sharing it, Agnew was sharing it, and because, like, I just made that mistake of going, all you can drink, like, whisper down the lane, the flyer, or the <laughs> Facebook ended up changed to drink for free all day, and then, like, you and I get stuck with, like, a $4,000 tap yeah. in a night. Like Agnew every year, because Agnew would oh, always poor keep guy, it together. Man. He would always keep it together at Skyline, and I would always end up going off to the deep end, and he would end up picking up the tab at the end of the night. He told me that one time. a lot of times it was, like, in the thousands. Oh, my gosh. I know. Dude, that's when you start collecting names and, like, yo dick. That's Here's why we got yo dick. That's why we uh, just kind of threw it out because Agnew's like, I keep, I keep getting stuck with the bill. He's like, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming the 30 people that just expect to not pay. I'm like, oh, that's so rude, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you sh- I guess you show up and that's easy to get away with because you have all these yes. people. You sit down at a table. You go, hey, doll, bring me another pitcher. Meanwhile, yeah. that pitcher is on the it girl's does. tab who was in the bathroom throwing up. Yeah, it's at And this that girl's table. name is Amy Lutz. <laughs> and that toilet's name was me. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no. 
That poor guy. There was the one year I was there. I think I was only there two years because it was tough to like make it on time because I was flying yeah. back. Uh, it's been to like one. Oh, did he come to one? I don't think I remember. He's only been to one. But uh, Agnew was very. He does have kids. We were the last one to leave. And yes. Lutz too. And Lutz was like drunk. She ran over like a uh, like a median in the parking lot or something. And that's when I just looked at her. But he was like, how you been? It's good to see you. And uh, I sensed that like he just – I don't know what it was and I didn't want to ask him. But I sensed that he just did something he was very uncomfortable with. Like did, like he just found out some bad news or something. Like just something seemed like this guy's like kind of pissed about something. And like I guarantee you it was that. He never said anything. Yeah. He wasn't like these assholes. He was very like – Humble about it, you know, like a good sport. But yeah, that's, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, I think something, I think somebody just said something to piss this guy off. But meanwhile, I had a thousand dollars of free drinks that year, and it was wild. <laughs> no, never. We've done it seven times. I haven't paid for one drink the whole <laughs> seven years. I start busting in homeless people. I'm like, hey, Larry. Oh. I knew. Just put it on his tab. So you're in Milroy, Pennsylvania. Just put on his tab. It's like Goodfellas. Agnew comes yeah. up. Hey, uh, you know, Matt, I want to talk to you. Eh, it's fine. Just put on my tab. That's what I want to talk to you about. You don't tell me seven big ones. Seventy dollars. What do you call me? A deadbeat in front of my friends? Actually, I am. You know, Mike. You know the amount of money we spend in here. You don't spend any money. That's what I'm talking to you. You motherfucker. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm getting arrested for assault because it's not 1960s Queens, and I'm not in the mafia. But yeah, man, you're in. Um, you're in Milroy, which is in the uh, Keisha Corliss Valley of Mifflin County, and uh, you, you did that just going from memory, of course. It's ninety nine point fifty seven percent white. Yes. And, wow. And zero point forty three percent from two or more races. They can't even <gasps> segregate the other. All right, there's a game because we've been trying to think of all these weird games to play, like first first person to puke, uh, first person to draw blood. Uh, first person to like get shot down, <laughs> just trying to be friendly to a girl. You know, Scott. Scott's married. I'm engaged. Uh, Mike's sure. single, but you know, we're gonna be talking to just random people because that's just you know how it goes down here. And the first guy that gets like rejected, who's not even really trying to hit on a girl, <laughs> you know, where the guy, the girl says unnecessarily, "Well, my boyfriend oh. also likes pineapple." That's the, <laughs> but I wasn't talking to pineapple. I was talking about how I'm gay, but my boyfriend. Oh, oh. Remember um, that? So wait, what was it? Oh, oh, we have to spot a non-white. You come out with blackface. <laughs> That's so funny because we were, Scott and I were talking about it, and I'm like, Milroy. Uh, well, you know they have a cool bar. Okay, they have a sports bar, so they've seen a black person. And, you know, well, at least on TV, because Mike's black and we're like almost worried that they're going to look at him like he's some sort of alien. Right. Because they're not going to know what their head's going to explode. What's that? We we are talking the boondocks out here. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. It's country. It says the area here is 0.7 square miles. I know. (laughs) It's like a road. It's like a street block. I know it's 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 like a stop sign to a traffic light. Wow, it's amazing. That's awesome, man. You're gonna have fun. What are you guys going out tonight? Yeah, we're just gonna get wrecked. No, they're not here yet. I I have a meeting tomorrow at nine a.m. at uh, Mount Nittany Medical Center with one of my uh, finer clients, right. and uh, and then I have well, then I gotta kind of get back here. But listen to this story. Do we have time? 
have time for whatever you want, man. We're on your time. We, um, uh, oh my God. Okay. So t- today my flight this morning is at 745 out of Fort Lauderdale, which is about a 35 to 45 minute drive from my house. Uh, I just take 95 all the way down. Okay. So, uh, my flight's at 745. So I figure, all right, I got to get there to board at seven, seven fifteen. we'll be boarding. So I got to get there by like six. So I'm going to leave my house at five just to be safe. So I get up at four 45 shower. Everything's already in packed, ready to go, uh, the night before. And I shower, I grab my crap. I get out the door. Uh, I get there on time. I park because they'll just, you know, reimburse me. I don't need Heather to drive me at five in the morning. Oh, you know, you're a good man. Um, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> walk into the airport. I have my boarding pass on my phone and I have my wallet and my two bags, a carry on and just like a satchel. And I get up to security and they go, you know, uh, boarding pass and driver's license. And I get my wallet and I pull my wallet out. No driver's license. Oh, no, no. I don't think I've ever lost my driver's license, ever. And Gosh. I don't see it. And I'm like, <gasps> so, like, I'm, you know, I'm in, like, the security line where you got to just, like, give it real fast, you know, like, boom, boom. So I, I just grab my passport what? because I didn't want to sit there for two hours looking for my driver's license that I'm hoping just fell out of the sleeve in my wallet. And it's in my bag somewhere. So I just get my yeah. passport and, that, and they let me through. Right. So I take the flight from Fort Lauderdale to Philly. While I'm in the air, I'm thinking, hmm, where the fuck is my driver's license? So I look through both of my bags. I rip them apart in the state, state or in the uh, Philadelphia airport because I have about like an hour layover. And I just – it's nowhere to be found. Oh, jeez. It's like, like being like, naked, you know? Um, yes. In public. But, but this is like a very important thing, you know, like this – it's like a cell it phone, like you need it. It validates that I exist in a lot of cases. Jeez. So I, uh, I'm, I'm, I get on the State College plane, still have, you know, the, the plane from Philly to State College, and I, the driver's license is nowhere to be found. And in the air, I'm going, they're not going to let me rent this car. They're not going to give me this rental car without a driver's license. Oh, so I'm scrambling in emails, in my pictures, just all over my iPad just to see if in the cloud somewhere is a picture of my driver's license. Yeah. You know, like a new job, you got to like email a picture of your driver's license so they can print it off and just have it on file for who knows what reason. Oh, you got to be pulling your hair out at this point because that's like so uncomfortable. So I find a picture, a perfectly legible picture of my uh, driver's license. Wow. Is legible the word? Yeah. You found it in the cloud just by like – so you you can't find the license yet. So you're just hoping that somewhere in the cloud, like a sent email from like a year ago or something, you have yeah. – and you found it. I found a picture of it and you could see it. It was wow. a perfect picture. So I go up to the rental car and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. Like, hey, listen, I need some help here. Um, I landed in Philadelphia from Florida. Uh, but before I got on the plane – they asked for my driver's license, and when I grab my wallet, my driver's license is nowhere to be found. I have a passport, and I have a picture of my driver's license right here, so you can you know, type in my 
driver's license number into anything on the internet and it'll come up, you know, just Google it. I'm sure it'll, it'll come up. You'll find it that way. No, we can't. Uh, we can't do that. I go, let me talk to the manager. He goes, my manager's not here. I go, get him on the phone. So he dials the yeah, manager's good. number. Dials the manager's number, hands the phone to me. He goes, his name's Brady. I'm like, yeah, good. So <clears throat> Brady picks up, and I'm like, hey, uh, my name's John Hassinger. I'm here at your enterprise at State College Airport. I don't have my driver's license. I don't know where it is. I just got here and just realized I don't know where it is. Uh, I have a passport. I have a picture of my driver's license with all the information on it. It's accurate. It's not expired. I need a car. Uh, you know, I'm staying yeah, in Yeah, you, you can't just be stranded there. Yeah, like, what I go, and he goes, I can't, man. I just can't do it. And I go, <sighs> why? And he goes, what if you get pulled over? And I go, look, I know this is State College. This is Center County, Pennsylvania, and they're, like, 20 years behind. I'm, like, just remembering that as this is going on. Yeah. Uh, when a cop pulls me over... He takes my driver's license and punches all the information into some sort of thing to make sure I'm, yeah. I'm not like, you know, someone who's stolen a car. And you have 24 hours to produce if need be, and they'll look it up in the system. It's not like the 40s where they need the physical ID in front of right. you. <laughs> he goes, I need the actual ID. I go, the picture is the same thing. Look at it. I'm holding. Now, at this point, oh my I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm go I've already in my head said, make a scene. Like, this is ridiculous because I don't make a scene out of anything. But this, I was like, I, would, I go, shout, get everyone's attention in this place. Yeah. Because they're, they're leaving you stranded. Yeah, that's not right, man. That's fucked up. So I'm screaming. I'm going, look, I'm holding my iPad over the desk into the kid's face. And the kid's, like, backing up, you know, from the, from the desk oh against gosh. the wall where there's, like, no room. I'm like, I go, I go get a computer. I go, I'll Google this driver's license number right now, and it'll show up that I'm a valid driver. And if a cop pulls me over, he can do the same thing. They go, no, we need the physical thing. So I slam the phone down. On the Logic phone. just went out the door with these people. Like, <sighs> that's that's good enough. You have a yes. passport too that got you on an airplane. If the State Department, you know, if John Kerry trumps State College Police, you know, if you can get on an airplane with a passport. Um, you can look up a valid driver's license and get it. Like, stop trying to be a hero here, you know? I, I, I slam the phone down to hang up on the guy as he's, like, in mid-sentence. And I go, it's fucking 2016. When is this part of the state going to get with the times? Nice. And I walk, and I walk, and they're like, Planes, oh, trains, automobiles. I walk over to the Hertz, who's, like, you know, right next door and probably just heard my rant. Yeah. I was like, look, man, I've... <laughs> I need a car. Can I please rent a car from you? Here's my driver's license. I don't physically have it, but here it is. So I know you take some sort of information from the physical driver's license and punch it into something to validate it. And he just he just shook his head at me, and they go, you're asking me to give you this old woman sitting at a desk with the, her, her glasses, like, at the end of her nose, you know, like <laughs> – uh, you're asking. I'm me a librarian. To put you exactly, I'm a loud librarian. You're asking me to put you in a thirty thousand dollar machine. Oh, without stop proof, it! Without proof that you're qualified to operate it. I go. I have proof. It's there's it's technology. It's still the same. What is with these people, dude? That's how it's always been, and that's why when I went here, I fucking hated living here. 
I loved going to school and Penn State was so much fun. But the area around it, dude, is it's I mean, it's as good as Afghanistan. You work at Enterprise. Like, give the guy a break. I know. I'm like, the guy, the boss, the Brady, he kept saying, I'm going to, I'll get in trouble if I do that. I'll get, I go, then give me your boss. He goes, well, you have to call corporate. I go, you have a boss. Give me his number. Yeah. And, and, and that's when he started saying, I'm not going to continue this conversation. And that's when I slammed the phone down and said, it's 2016, you fucks. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Oh. Did they, did they eventually, uh. Did you find your license? Like, what happened? No, I had to get a cab. I had to take a jeez, oh, man, fifty dollar cab ride from Mil- from State College Airport to Milroy. Dude, text me the. Uh, that's who we're gonna prank call this week. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking about that. I saw one of our old logos the other day, and I was like, "Oh, it says prank calls," and we still haven't pranked anyone. No, they're on. God. Yeah, we said prank calls. And the only people we pranked was in our pants. That story's crazy, man. That they made it that hard. I don't, I don't get that. That's why you're not selling a gun to a minor. You're yeah. selling somebody with. If you didn't have a license, I get it. They can't do it because you could be anybody. You could be like you know, stolen car. You could be yeah, suspended. Be but you have a picture of the license, and if that's not good enough, you punch it in. Like, yes. you're telling me these places don't have access to punching a license? If they did it, they wouldn't need it in the first place because they wouldn't be able to validate it. You could just start waving around your dick and going, it's my license from Iowa. Like, yeah, you need right. – they have that technology to, to either punch it in there or call it in. That's why they operate as a rental facility. Right. So that's that, that, bullshit that, that they, they couldn't help you out like that, man. I almost went there. I almost said uh, – after Hertz denied me, I was going to walk back to Enterprise and go – when you talk to Brady again, tell him I said congratulations for being the manager of an enterprise in State College. And you too, you're yeah. going to work here the rest of your fucking life. Have fun working here, you fucking loser. Have fun working here until you die. Oh, we're going to have a field day with Brady and the other dude. Now it's, I guess, I'm just going to say it's the enterprise of State College. Oh, here's the number. Let's do it. I have it right here. Hmm, can I, can we call, I'm sure. I can, I can call on this end if you can't do it there. All right, let me wow. – here, here, you try. I don't want to screw anything up, but I highly doubt they're open. Do you remember the other gentleman's name? Because uh, – actually, it doesn't matter. I'll file a complaint about Brady. That way shit hits yeah. the fan tomorrow morning. Yeah, right, because the, you know, the worker, he was just doing whatever Brady – because he actually goes – Should I say I'm Brady? What does Brady sound like? <laughs> he kind of sounds normal like you and I. It's like a – I have a cold. It's Brady. Northeast white guy. He had that 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 little bit of a central Pennsylvania accent where they they end their statement almost sounding like it was a question. Like, did you get I all the file work I, done today? I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. All right. Did you get all the paperwork done today? Oh, today, yeah. Right. What's That's the number? Hilarious. It's almost Canada. Eight one four. Two three seven. One seven seven one. It was Brady, right? Not Grady. Yeah, Brady, like Tom. What kind of name? What kind of first name is that? I know it's lame. Brady Anderson. <laughs> Great uh, Orioles center fielder. Thank you for calling National at the University Park Airport, State College, PA. With service for National Car Rental and our Drive Alliance partners, Enterprise Rent a Car and Alamo Rent a Car. 
Invalid entry. Please try again. What, zero doesn't work for these people? <laughs> One doesn't work either? What did it for say? For directions to our office, press 1. For information on how to return a vehicle, press 2. Representative, please. I doubt it's voice activated. <laughs> Thank you for calling National at the University Park Airport, State Just College, PA. With service for National... So I did. It, it's rallying me back to the menu. They can't even. I wonder if it does that on purpose or because it's it eleven o'clock. Yeah, I'm shutting it yeah, down. It's probably closed. That's messed up, man. I'm sorry that happened to you. That should never. It should never be that hard. You're not trying to board an international flight. You know, it's. You have a picture of the license. There's t yeah. It, it, you need to evolve with technology and. A photo of your ID because okay that's how the world works now nothing is you, you don't need physical yeah. copies of anything anymore it's all computerized it's like what is stopping me from just going and bringing in a fake ID you have to run something right you know you have to do something with my physical card other than look at it with your eyes <laughs> to validate that it's <laughs> my eyes are scanning it on the Terminator <laughs> Yeah, right, Terminator. You're wanted for arrest. Yeah, man. So, all right, th that is who we that's are pranking. There is no way I'm letting them get away with this. No, because that's unacceptable. All, I have to call them back to make sure that we get a refund. Uh, you know, that the company gets a refund, and then we'll prank them. Yeah, we'll sort it out first, and then we'll. Where do you yeah, think I'll your say... card is, though? Do you think your card's just like at home? Dude, I have no idea. You want to know what? Actually, here's the honest-to-God truth. Stop. Because, <clears throat> you know, I tuck things away, truths. Or, yep. you Gentleman's know, almost, tuck. Almost truths. I tuck them away, and I just pretend like, eh, I'm probably not right about that because I'm not that stupid. But it's odds are this is what happened. Uh, one day, I went to pick up my Adderall, and I, w I had been out for like a week. It's not that long ago. I remember telling you about it. Yeah. I've gone four days without it. I'm about to like kill myself. Uh, I, I go to the store and they they have it because I don't know what it's like in Los Angeles, but they run out of Adderall down here all the time. Same here. I have to go to four different pharmacies, like not four different CVSs. I mean, like a Walgreens, a CVS, a Publix pharmacy, or a, you know any whatever else. I have to look. I have to search for it sometimes. So when I find it, I get really excited. So when I pick it, when I pick it up, obviously they need my driver's license to validate that, you know, I'm a person. And they scan it through something. And then she handed it back to me. And I think, because there was like a long line, and you know how people are at the pharmacy when they're when it's a long line, they like always meds and they're just waiting and going crazy. Yeah, they want to get high. Yeah. I mean better. Uh, I, I, I think <laughs> I think oh, this has got to be what happened. I think I took the driver's license back from her and because I didn't want to like take my wallet out back out of my pocket and tuck it in and then put my I just took the Adderall in the bag and took my driver's license and put the license in the bag and just spun around and got out of there so the next person in line could go. Yeah. And then I 
Then I just reach in the bag, I take the bottle out, and I just throw out the like receipt and all that crap. Ah, uh, so maybe it was just sitting in there. And I feel like the license may have been thrown away with it. Oh, no. I know. And I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, but I mean, that's the only thing that I could think of. I was like, did I ever have it where I feel like I just didn't put it right back where it belongs? Have you ever lost a license before? No. Yeah, it's the worst. Never. It's weird you said that. Um, I don't even know what you do. I'd, I've never lost a license, but when I was in Avalon, my dad and I went to this uh, this bar one night. And I, I my license, if I'm out, even when I'm like – Whatever I I never I always put it back like it's just one like a phone or something like yourself, yeah. and this bar was like carding or whatever and I didn't have my license and I was like it's not in my wallet, and my dad's like well where else were you drinking tonight I was like well we went to this other place but I I I got it back, and I said maybe it's there even though maybe maybe he didn't give it back to me and he goes well that's why you don't drink and and I was like dad what. I have been like blacked out drunk in like the city before. I have never lost my license, let alone my wallet. And sure as shit, I was just I took everything out and it wasn't in there. So I was like ADDing and I took it took everything out and it was like in the back behind like some weird card. So I was like, ha, huh, I knew I had it. But it was like nowhere nothing like losing it like your story, because that's that's Ugh. awful that they put you through that. But there was like a five minute period where I was like, what the fuck? Yes. I was so like, I'm not going to be able to fly back to home and like this and that. Oh, I, didn't have, I didn't bring my passport with me, but it's like the worst thing, dude. I don't ever really touch my passport. I just recently got one so I could go to Cabo back in April. So after that trip, I just kind of like tucked it away. And I don't know when or why I just put it in my satchel that yeah. I use for my work laptop that I only use when I I travel. I must have just hid it in there because I knew it wouldn't really be going anywhere. Wow. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking for my driver's license, and I quick and see my my passport. So I'm like, okay, this will at least get me on the fucking plane. Yeah. But imagine if I didn't have that. You would be – hey, I'm Ashley like, would be screaming at you in the car ride back to Star Island. I would <laughs> – I um, Heather actually has some stories about that place. I need to Uh-oh. tell on a show. She like ended up there two separate <laughs> nights. You Did know, he? Like, like someone invited someone who invited someone to a party, and she was with them, so she was there. And but I'll get the stories from her, so I can kind of bring her on the show. Um, her and Pretzel. But I would have not only if, if I didn't have my pot, my passport. I would have felt like such a loser calling my company and saying, hey, uh, I can't find my driver's license, so I can't get on this plane. So all that money that you spent to fly me here and book, and you know put me up and get me a rental car. Yeah, that's like a huge inconvenience. down the toilet. Do you think it definitely got thrown out or is that, – That's the only thing I can think of, dude, because it's always on me. I mean I, I – I know that I have a bad memory with stupid shit and I lose things all the time and I misplace things. So there's like a handful of very important things that I use every day that I put in the same place every single day. Otherwise, I'll lose them. And my wallet is one of them. And the Yeah, like keys too. Yeah, right. Keys. Uh, there's like sunglasses. Like I can't go outside without sunglasses. I'll like go blind. Oh, um, yeah. I know that sounds pretty bad, but you know. No, I have you have to. It's I have like, blue you can't eyes, drive. and 
I, and they're real sensitive. And if I squint for more than like five minutes, I'll have like a migraine. So I need my shades, my wallet, my cell phone, my keys, all like in the same vicinity every day. And I, that's the only thing I can think of. And, yeah. Cause I never noticed that it was gone before. Do you ever lose, I, I do the same thing as you. I keep my keys in the same spot, wallet, same spot. Do you ever like have one of those days where you come home and you have to like rush to do something and you put it down somewhere else for like a second? Like you know in your mind like it's on my desk, it's safe. But then you forget about it and then you're like, Stolen! Pretty much. Somebody. And you're like freaking out. You're like, oh, it's in my pants. All right. Um... He's hey. back. Clark. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. Heather just tried to call me. I think we can uh, put this one in the W column for tonight. Yeah, man. I can't believe I we've been going for like an hour and 40 minutes. Have you eaten yet? I am starving. Dude, no okay. more shows <laughs> okay. before you eat. No, it's fine. Comfort is the enemy of success. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good rebound. <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry that happened to you. I hope everything happens with the uh, license thing gets cleared up and, you know... When Heather we'll and I were we'll get them back. It, when I finally like called her at like five thirty and told her the story, she's like, "It's funny, but like it's not, but it's still kind of funny." And I go, "Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it on the on the podcast tonight, and it'll be a good story." It was a great story when you had that kid back it up, and you're like, "Join 2016." <laughs> I was like dying. Like I don't want to laugh because obviously I that sucks. Like they're, they're dicks for doing that. You should never be put through that. But, like, reactions in this thing, you're not just like, well, okay, I guess I'll just go suck a dick for a ride. <laughs> you, like, give it back to him, and now we're pranking him. Like, it's true justice, man. I love it. It was it was such a freeing feeling to say in my head, lose control. Like, make a scene. Because yeah. I never... You're entitled to act out now. Like, you were pushed. Yeah, I, I, I was not afraid to just scream and, and make a scene, and it was fun. Nor should you. So, I'm, I'm sorry going. that happened, man. I'll live. You're like, by the way, I need 2500 bucks and a ham sandwich. I'm like, they have that there. <laughs> and a ham uh, sandwich, no spicy mustard. Spicy mustard. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Matthew Clark. Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Join us on Sunday. We'll be back with uh, Michael Biscardi and special guest Ryan Buds. Yeah. It's Clark the Shark saying goodnight. Yeah. Godspeed.